You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Maggie Bertram, and I'm joined today by Sarah McLean. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Hey, Maggie, I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Well, listeners, you're probably noticing that Delany isn't with us today. Delany has taken on a different role within Lifeway Kids, and while we're sad that she's no longer on the Gospel Project team, we are so excited that she's sticking around Lifeway Kids, and we can't wait to see how God uses her in her new role. So today, we're going to start talking about Volume 8, From Wonder to Rejection. And you may remember that the first episode of each volume is a little bit longer because we're going to do the overview of the volume, the overview of the unit, and then we'll dive into the session-specific information. All right, so Sarah, can you give us the description for this volume? Sure. So during volume eight, what we're going to look at is as Jesus's ministry furthered, God's plan to provide a king came to fruition. The divine miracles, teachings, and example of Jesus show us how to live differently in light of the sure hope we have. Thank you. I am really excited for this volume. I think that this is going to be a really fun one to teach, and I think kids are really going to connect with the stories in it. So our description for Unit 22 is called The Miracles of Jesus, and it's during his earthly ministry, Jesus performed a number of amazing miracles. He calmed storms, healed sickness, fed multitudes, and more. Each miracle was done out of compassion for people, but also to prove that he is the Son of God. And we are also starting with new key passages and new big picture questions and answers. So I'm going to go through those. So our big picture question for younger preschool, it's, is Jesus God or a person? Jesus is both God and a person. For older preschool, is Jesus God or a human? Jesus is both fully God and fully human. And for kids, is Jesus God or a human? As the son of God, Jesus is both fully God and fully human. And for our key passage for babies and toddlers, it's Jesus is God's son, John 1.18. For younger preschool, Jesus shows us what God is like, John 1.18. For older preschool, no one has ever seen God. The one and only Son has revealed him, John 1.18. And then for kids, no one has ever seen God. The one and only Son, who is himself God and is at the Father's side, he has revealed him, John 1.18. And like we said earlier, today we are focusing on Unit 22, Session 1, Jesus Calmed the Storm. So, Sarah, can you run us through the big idea for this session and the Christ connection? Sure. So, for the big idea, what we're kind of focusing on is Jesus performed many miracles that helped people understand that he is God. As the Son of God, Jesus is both fully God and fully human. In today's Bible story, we will learn about a miracle Jesus performed while on the Sea of Galilee. The Christ connection for this session is... Jesus' disciples knew Jesus was a good man and a good teacher. When Jesus calmed the wind and the waves, he showed his disciples that he is also God. God rules the sea and stills its waves. Thank you. 
This is one of those classic stories that kids may be familiar with, but we have some really awesome activities that I think are going to help our preschoolers and kiddos learn it in a new way and see it from some different angles. So we're going to run through some areas that might need some extra prep time or might just need some extra instructions. So I'm going to start with babies and toddlers. Just want to let you guys know that if you lead babies and toddlers, there is an activity for toddlers that uses water beads. So those like plastic beads that you stick in water. First, know that they take about eight hours to grow to full size. So keep that in mind when you're prepping. It's, you know, it's not going to be like you can't throw them in at the beginning of class and expect for them to be ready to go. These are safe for touching and playing, but they are not safe for eating, as you might imagine. If you have little ones who are still putting things in his or her mouth, then make sure that you're supervising very closely. So one way to do this would be to set up a station and then have like one or two toddlers play at a time with one leader focusing on that activity while the other leaders watch the rest of the class. You could also adapt this into a sensory activity by putting the beads inside a sealed or taped Ziploc bag and the toddlers could squish and move and and still play around with the water beads. These water beads also come in several different sizes, so you probably want to make sure that you have the jumbo size because those are gonna be less likely to be swallowed. And then another alternative would be to use tapioca pearls because those are edible, just on the off chance that a toddler does eat one. And then again, as with any activity, that is in any of the leader guides. If you're nervous about this activity or if it just does not work for your environment, skip it, right? Because the curriculum works for you. It's not, not the other way around, right? And so always remember that if there is something that is just not gonna work with the kids that you lead, you know, go on to the next activity. All right, for our older preschoolers, there is an activity called Explore Wind. And one way that you could take this a little bit further to explore wind within your class is to bring in a box fan or a desk fan, and you could let kids take turns setting items in front of the fan to see if they move or how far they move. And then just watch closely to make sure that kids aren't putting their fingers in the fan. And you could also let children take turns saying the key passage into the fan and see how their voice changes with the wind or with the fan, which I think the preschoolers would love. And then for preschool worship, there is an activity that's called Paint the Sea, and it includes boat stickers. So if you're having a hard time finding boat stickers, you could also just cut out or print out a simple boat shape and then tape that to the paper because the kids are going to end up peeling it off the paper anyway, so it doesn't really matter what they look like. They don't have to be especially cute. Just whatever is going to work for you in that situation. So those are our preschool activities. Sarah, what about kids? Sure. So for younger kids, in the leader guide, there's an activity called Stormy Seas, and this activity involves using a toy boat. It could be a plastic one or a wooded one. But if you don't have a toy boat, you could substitute it for any object that floats and just allow kids to pretend that that is the boat. So you could use a, a block or even some type of plastic water bottle, anything that is able to float. And then for midweek, there's an activity creating get well cards. For this activity, you might want to check with the local hospital and see if they accept get well cards for current patients. 
Awesome. Thank you. Those are some fun activities. That's going to be a, a fun week. Yeah. Lots of hands-on stuff, which is fun for kids. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Lots of sensory, which kids are going to love. I, lots of water and touching and feeling. And I mean, who doesn't love talking into a fan? Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as we start to wrap up, Sarah, what excites you or stands out about this session? Sure. So for this session, I just really am excited for kids to learn the big picture question and answer. I think that the story of Jesus calming a storm really showcases Jesus's humanity and divinity. And let's be honest, this concept of the God-man, or as us theologians like to call it, the hypostatic union, <laughs> is definitely yes. hard to wrap <laughs> our minds around. As an adult, yes. you know, you try to you start thinking about it and it makes your brain hurt. So imagine how uh -huh. difficult it can be for kids to kind of understand this. However, we don't want to shy away from theological truths like this. We want to dig into them in an age-appropriate way. And so we can help kids see how the Bible speaks of Jesus's humanity and divinity in more tangible ways. So as we're reading the story, we've, we can showcase things like Jesus was sleeping. He was growing hungry, helping kids understand, look, he had a human side while also having the power over the storm and knowing the disciples' hearts shows his divinity. And these theological truths, again, even for preschoolers, are foundational for building a framework by which we understand Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Because this God-man is the only way that we can have salvation. It's the only possible way for God to have provided a way for us to be saved. And so learning this, I think, is important for kids. And again, this story really helps kids kind of grasp this in a more tangible way. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, like you said, this is a hard concept for us to understand as adults, and it can be a tough concept to teach to kids. But I love that we can see that there are different ways for each age group of kids to understand this important truth. And, and like you said, it's, very, it's foundational to the rest of their faith and to the rest of their walk with God. I also love that this story is set in a context that kids can understand because they can connect with the idea of being in a storm, right? Like they've seen thunderstorms and they've seen lightning and they've felt that fear from it like the disciples. And so, you know, while kids probably weren't on a boat during a thunderstorm, but they're familiar with the rain and the wind and the loud noises. And this story shows kids that even the wind and waves obey Jesus and the truth is that that's still the case today. And so I think that this could really encourage kids to bring their fear to the Lord, right? Like that's a familiar feeling for kids, whether that's storms or something else difficult in life. And so this Bible story can really show kids that we can bring everything we're feeling to God, even the hard parts. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids in preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.